When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This way, fellas. Now. Let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Hotty Toddy Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck, he's Yancey, and uh, this is the last day of September Rebel Yell Hotline. Long and hot September. I tell you, and uh, wow, I'll tell you something else too. I cannot believe that this Saturday... At 6.30, we'll be playing Vanderbilt for homecoming, and we'll be halfway through football. I mean, it's like these first five games have just absolutely flown by to me. No, and no question. I mean, I, 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 I don't even remember them. It's <laughs> a bad part. Well, you're old. <laughs> yeah, I'm old and forgetful, but golly, that's a little ridiculous. Uh, the Rebels coming off a uh, – 59-31 defeat at the hands of number one Alabama, which is no big surprise. Uh, kind of probably the surprise was 31 an- unanswered points in the second quarter after Ole Miss took a 10-7 lead at the end of the first quarter. But then they played the tide even in the second half, 21-21. So uh, there were some positives to draw from that game, but um, there were also some negatives, Yancey. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that pops out of my mind is is punt coverage. Uh, we saw it against Memphis. We saw it some against Cal, Southeast Louisiana. Uh, you know, I believe they had a, a net of 12 yards per punt in the game set up for easy touchdowns, one direct touchdown, and that's what Ole Miss had to happen on their side to get a bunch of jump points, as I like to call them, and, and – uh, you know, they've been last now. I'm looking at it right now. They're last in the SEC again this year. This will be their third year in a row that they're last in punt coverage and uh, punt returns. But the coverage is more than the uh, factor than anything else, and that's just cheap well, that's points a, they can't give up. To me, it's it's a, a symptom of uh, the punting, though. Uh, you know, you can't kick line drives to these Jets. Oh, hey, no you doubt. Know? And no, Matt, Matt Luke said today in his press conference we were supposed to be kicking it to the sideline, and we kicked it in the middle of the field straight to Waddle for Alabama, who can absolutely fly. Yeah. And you kick him a line drive, and your coverage isn't even 20 yards downfield when he gets the ball. Uh, that's just poor execution. I mean, yeah, Mac, uh, he did not have his best day at all. And yeah. He had punted so well this year. Uh, but they've got to shore that up. You've got to win the little battles. In both cases, punting yeah. and coverage. That's I, right. I, uh, yeah. 
in this sure. particular Kick game. Kickoff coverage in the, in uh, against Alabama wasn't very good. But let me tell you something. It's hard to judge anything against Alabama. They're really good. I mean, especially offensively with all their weapons they have. Now, defensively, they look a little more vulnerable than they've been in the, in the past. But, hey, that's just me. Uh, what's on tap tonight brought to you by Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football, on the huge screen, Oxford most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th. Ah, uh, never mind. You know where the library is. Everybody knows where the library is. Ben Garrett went to Hoops Media Day today, and we'll talk about the Rebs at 6.15. And... Defensive back coach Charles Clark will come on at 6.30. And if we have trouble getting Charles, because he, he may have a meeting, we'll go with David Johnson of 247 Ole Miss Spirit and get going for some more football that way. The Ole Miss Quarterback Club will meet this 30 from 6.30 to 7.30. The Library Sports Bar doors will open at 5.30. Free pizza will be served. A drawing for... Several door prizes be held. Speakers be wide receiver coach Jacob Peeler and outside linebacker coach Tyrone Nix. Non-members can join on their website at omqbclub.com or join at the door. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on Cannon Motors Mississippi. Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership are farming your own land a reality? Visit FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
right, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Railway Hotline. The powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is finally here, and C Spire celebrating with an equally powerful deal for a limited time. Buy the Galaxy Note 10 and get $750 off your choice of Samsung Galaxy devices. C Spire, customer inspired. Yancey, let's go to uh, the control room, Mr. Jack Schultz and Old Miss Sports News. Uh, but when we come back, I want to talk about a few little positives out of that Alabama mm-hmm. game. Several. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. After falling to 2-3 and three overall, 1-1 one and one in SEC play with its loss at Alabama on Saturday, the Ole Miss football team faces a key swing game in the 2019 season this Saturday. The Rebels host Vanderbilt at 6.30 in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Fans are encouraged to wear powder blue. Vanderbilt is 1-3 overall, 0-2 in SEC play, coming off a 24-18 win over Northern Illinois this week. It was announced that Ole Miss will play a second consecutive night game at Missouri with a 6 p.m. kickoff on October 12th as well. In other Ole Miss sports news, the volleyball team continued to roll, now riding a nine-match win streak as they upset Tennessee 3-2 at home Friday night. Senior Nicole Purcell was named the SEC Defensive Player of the Week with 27 digs and zero reception errors in 26 attempts across five sets against the Vols. The Rebel volleyball team is now 9-3 overall, 1-0 in SEC play. They travel to Starkville this Friday to play rival Mississippi State and then to LSU for a Sunday contest in Baton Rouge. The soccer team can probably officially be labeled as the Cardiac Rebs as they have played all three of their conference contests so far into overtime. Matt Mott's team has tied both Missouri and Mississippi State 1-1 after two overtimes in each match, and then Channing Foster delivered a game-winning goal in overtime to beat Auburn 1-0 yesterday. Ole Miss soccer is now 7-2-2, 1-0-2 in the SEC. They face Arkansas on the road Thursday at 7 p.m. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual, and congratulations to Matt Mott and Steve McRoberts on uh, their volleyball and soccer wins, um, SEC wins. That's good to get those any time. Mm-hmm. Um, Yancey, I'm looking at the stat sheet from uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, and just some things just jump out off the page to me. I mean, first of all, Ole Miss scored 31 points, which is more than – Anybody by a lot that scored against Alabama this year uh, had 25 first downs, 279 yards rushing against Alabama. Now, how That's does the that, stat that jumps out? 476 yards of total offense had more time of possession than than Alabama. It was close, 30 minutes 23 seconds to 29 37 of course they were scoring pretty quickly yep uh and in third down conversions we were pretty good eight of 20 that's 40 percent that's about where you want to be against a team like alabama red zone scoring chances three for three so there there were some positives to take out of this You, you know starting with uh true freshman quarterback john rice pundley who had his first start uh Gained over 100 yards rushing, 109 yards rushing, and scored a TD. I uh, thought Jonathan Mingo finally started showing up a little bit. Three catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, you know, just, just little the things Jackson, here and there. The Jackson uh, wide receivers Jackson got a, in there for the first time, really yeah. started producing, and 
the you know freshmen all over the field make no it there it was a game within a game as we said last week we all knew Ole Miss wasn't gonna win the game unless they had something crazy like you know Bama got where you get twenty eight points directly off uh, special teams but uh, I think I think Plumley uh, really answered a lot of questions. We all know we watched practices from the beginning that he struggled in the passing department. But when he's when the game time comes on, you know he 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 improvises better than we see in practice uh, because we don't get to see that much. But he throws the ball better too. And yeah, he missed some wide open receivers and they got bogged down. Too. Had a couple drops. They got bogged down there in the second quarter when they got outscored. I believe like thirty one to zero. But then he started coming back in the second half and really made some good throws. I, I think he's got a bright future. I, these receivers are now starting to develop, and that's going to allow this passing game, which is seventh in the SEC, middle of the pack, where you send Ole Miss first or second. But the running game, as we just saw, is uh, fifth in the conference, at all, close to 200 yards a game. So offensively, they are really improving. Now they're really trying to flush out some of these older DBs and get some of the new ones in there. Uh, because they've seen what the limit is with them for the last four or five years. And Bama took advantage of that a little bit, but uh, it's all going to be about this secondary, I think, coming down the stretch, particularly the safeties, uh, for them to keep improving on defense. Well, yeah, but, you know, here's the deal. Uh, Jalen Jones, I don't I don't believe that anybody can convince me that he's 100%. No, no he's not and all the way back. He's not all the way back. Uh, Kedron Smith started out this year really good, but then he got a shoulder stinger, and he hadn't been himself yeah. in the last couple of games. Nope. Um, you know, DeAndre Prince is starting to come on, and of course, we're going to have Charles Clark tonight, and we're going to talk to him about all Jay this Stanley stuff. and um, uh, number twenty-one, um, AJ, Finley. AJ Finley. Those are the safeties. Um, you know, I I uh, I think Jalen Julius has done a good job at free safety. And coverage, and he's and he's physical. He's a pretty good run support guy, but uh, we're getting we're we're getting torched on the corners. There's no question about that, um, and that's got to shore up somehow. And I don't know how you do it. I mean, I really don't know other than better technique and maybe a little more pressure on the quarterback from the front seven. Um, it's got to be a key too. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the, uh, another thing I wanted to hit on briefly before, I mean, we're 30 seconds from the break. The length of games. <laughs> it, 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 it's In gonna college. Ruin, yeah, it's going to ruin college football. It's basically about four and a half hours now. It's no, unbelievable. No, they, they're about 350. But still, um, I saw where Florida had a game the other day that was two hours and 47 minutes. And they beat somebody thirty-eight to nothing or something, and Kelsey. the pros are always at three hours or three ten. That's right. College better figure out a way to get near three three minutes. We'll be right back after these important messages from Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannondale 
nobody. Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the Seaspire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and Seaspire. For every moment. Seaspire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love. But most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're now joined by our hoops expert at the Ole Miss Spirit, Mr. Ben Garrett. How's it going, Ben? I'm good. I appreciate you leading me in with Led Zeppelin. That was nice. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, yeah. I, went to see, I went to see them when I was in college over in oh, Birmingham. God. And uh, I was so drunk I don't even remember the show. <laughs> Isn't that pitiful? <laughs> You know, I mean, it still drives me crazy. Every time I'm like, oh, this band I love, I've loved them forever. Oh, yeah, I hung out with them back in the 70s, and we did that. I mean, it's just the worst. It's all my nightmares <laughs> come true. You get to live a life that none of us get to live. It's unfair. <laughs> yeah, I've had some good friends. Let me just say that. Oh, um, well, you, you didn't share the friendship is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, so you went to media day today, and then you went to practice for uh, men's basketball, first day of Full practice. They've been doing having workouts uh, like what four hours a week or something. They've been able to do. Uh, talk about what you saw that may have surprised you a little bit. I don't think anything really surprised me. To be honest with you, um, the length of this team we've talked about a lot. Uh, the athleticism, potential athleticism of this team. Um, it, it was really good to see Hadim C in person. He's got every bit the size and length that we. Um, heard he had, and he also can stretch out to three. He made some perimeter shots and the drills that we were able to watch. And, um, I was also really impressed with Austin Crowley. I think he's going to have a monster role. Now, he's a true freshman, and um, it might take him a couple of games to get settled in, but he was one of the first newcomers to report in the summer, so um, I think he's ahead of the curve, and I fully expect him to be in the rotation immediately, but wouldn't be surprised also if he pushes for a starting role in a short order. So he's really impressive, and 
um, I think what just stood out the most is just how completely made over the roster is. And maybe that's a surprise. Maybe uh, you can write about it, but you have to see it in person to really truly appreciate how completely made over the roster is. But it's true that they're 10, 11, maybe 12 deep as far as how they can go to their bench if they need to for players that can come in and contribute. I think it will be a benefit for Brian Tyree and Devontae Shula. Brian doesn't want to come off the floor. He wants to play as many minutes as he possibly can. But there is a case to be made that both he and Devontae wore down towards the end of the year, and some of that could be attributed to um, fatigue setting in from playing so many heavy minutes because they had no one to really come in and spare, uh, to spell them and allow them to continue to play at a level in which they needed to to win games. So I think the depth of this team is already obvious. You have to put the pieces together, and they're without Blake right now as he deals with what Coach Davis coined as a blood abnormality. So... Um, there are some questions uh, in regards to this team, but Ole Miss has a good problem to have because it has a lot of good players. You can never have enough good players. All right, so I got about nine questions off of that soliloquy you just gave us. Um, do we? <laughs> do we? Uh, Blake's situation is that? I mean, is that something they're really worried about, or something that's just going to take time to heal, or what? Well, if they were worried about it they're doing a good job of not showing it. They're providing good poker faces. But what I really believe the truth to be is that initially it was really, really scary to the point where um, I think the initial prediction was that he was going to miss the season. But once they were able to talk to doctors and once they were able to um, observe him and monitor him and get him with the training staff, right now, and this has not been confirmed by Kermit Davis, but I'm hearing that they're expecting to get him back at Memphis, which means he'd missed the first four games. Um, they're obviously going to play this by ear. His health and his livelihood, his life comes first. But from a basketball perspective, and it seems um, just kind of cheap to talk about this, but we have to, from a basketball perspective, I think he's going to be fine, and they're going to get him back in short order. But um, it was a scary situation. They were worried about him, and um, – they didn't know, or Blake didn't know when it was happening, what was going on. As far as he knew, he was um, completely fine. But he was having shortness of breath, couldn't really catch his breath. And then once they found it, this blood abnormality, um, they identified it and got him the help that he needed to where um, they think he can be back pretty soon. And he was out there today practicing. Now, he wasn't going in full. He wasn't going through all the drills really hard with the team. But he was going through a couple of individual drills, and he was spending a lot of the time on the stationary bike drinking a lot of water, and the training staff was making sure he understood you have to stay hydrated, you have to do this, this, and this. Um, they're keeping a close eye on him, but um, I think that there is much more optimism for what Blake will be able to do this year and get back in time um, in an expedited manner rather than what they initially thought, which was the worst. All right, so you were talking earlier about the length, uh, C and Hunter and, and – uh, Curry and the guys that have got some length. But what I want to know is, uh, you know, we had some length last year, but we didn't have any athletic ability. Is this length with <laughs> athletic ability or, or length just length? Well, you can just say that Bruce and Dom couldn't move, and that would identify the problem. Yes, they have replaced their lack of athleticism, namely in the front court with guys who are long and athletic at DMC. Um, when you watch him, the way he moves, he doesn't move like you would view a traditional five or maybe a four. Same thing with Sammy Hunter. That's one surprise to me. I will acknowledge that. That's one surprise. Sammy Hunter, I knew he had good size, 
But he's every bit of six eight. He's every bit of two thirty, and he has a wingspan that's over seven feet. So he's much bigger and maybe more or better put together than I expected him to be. And he can also stretch out to three. He can shoot. And what you look for with Kermit Davis rosters, how he would prefer to have his roster shake out, is a group that's interchangeable with positional versatility and flexibility to where doesn't matter if Hadeen's playing the five or four, he can handle it, he can guard multiple positions. Austin Crowley's a good example of this. He's a long uh, wing. He's six six. You can make an argument he's six six and a half, but he's played the one, the two, the three, and he switched off on four. So um, they like what he brings positionally as far as his flexibility, and that's across the board. Bruce could only play the five, and he couldn't do it well defensively. Um, Dom could only play the five, and he couldn't do it well offensively. Now they have guys that are interchangeable parts, and that can only help you moving forward. So, yes, I think that they've drastically overhauled their roster in terms of their athleticism. There's no guy you look out there that's going to play that you think, oh, he has this that he needs to work on from an athletic standpoint, if that makes sense. I I think they have every tool in the toolbox to – Need shorter answers on these next two questions because oh we're running okay. out of time. Um, who are the backups for Tyree and Schuler that you see, and is Carlos Curry going to help this year? Crowley, I think, is backing up um, three at the two right now. I would say Franco is backing up Devontae Schuler, but you could also make the case that Crowley is also backing up Devontae Schuler. I think Norris Rodriguez. Well, Luis is playing the three. He's playing where TD. Oh, he's a three. Year. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. So he he's starting right now at the three, um, and then as far as Carlos Curry, yeah, I think he has to provide the minutes, and I think they're going to rely on him. Not that he's going to have a huge role, but if he can give them six to ten minutes, I think that'd be a big boost for him. I think that's what they're aiming for with him. Where does where does KJ Buffin fit in now? I mean, he had substantial. Four minutes last year is is he getting phased out a little bit or no not at all not at all not at all i mean he's going to start at the four with blake out and i think even if blake were here um you could make a case that you want to put both of those guys in the starting lineup he's completely changed his body i mean kj's added so much weight and he's gotten more confident in his outside shooting he has to be able to do that bring it into games but in practice he's shown confidence so no there's been no step back for him um right now he's Without a doubt, one of the starters, if you had to put together a starting lineup, they expect huge things out of him. Obviously, they'd like him to take another step. I want to see a little more hops out of the team than we had last year. I want to see more, you know, finishing dunks. and. Guy, you just uh, like the flashy stuff. That's just the I way do. you are. But, I, I mean, this group this group across <laughs> the board, they, they did that a lot today. I mean, you saw that from Hadeem. Bree can obviously go dunk. Devontae. Um, Devontae wasn't able to explode off his uh, leg last year because of the injury, but um, I think how is that injury, Ben? Oh, he's fine. He, he's he's a hundred percent. I don't think there's any concern about that. But you know how it is with injuries in any sport. Until you go out there and do it full speed, you're still going to probably have something a little bit in the back of your mind. But he's shown no hesitancy so far. Um, Crowley can really go get it. Jarkel Joyner won't be joining the team officially until next year, but he can really go get it. Um, yeah, they're going to be attacking the rim. I think that's what makes the that's going to be probably the strength of this team. All right, love it. Ben, thank you so much for your time, buddy. We'll have you on here a bunch this year keeping up with this Hoops team because I'm awfully mm-hmm. excited about the direction that program's going. My goodness, it's it's got yeah, a chance it, to. It, it should be fun, and I look forward to talking to you again, and I'll make sure to not talk so long next time.
<laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Take care, buddy. See you guys. Thanks, Ben. All right, Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of service in the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive. You can rent, buy, or have repaired all your equipment at Rebel Equipment. Stats some don't sometimes don't tell the outcome of a game, Yancey. You don't believe it? Think back to last year when the Rebels lost to Vanderbilt in Nashville in overtime, 36-29. to The Rebels outgained the doors by almost 200 yards. They were only penalized twice while Vandy was flagged five times. Ole Miss had 457 yards passing from quarterback Jordan Tiamu and A.J. Brown and Demarcus Lodge each caught nine passes for a combined 330 yards. Brown accounting for 212 yards alone. In overtime, Vandy struck first with a TD, and it looked as if Ole Miss had answered, but a Brown reception in the end zone, which is ruled a TD on the field, was overturned by the replay booth, stating A.J. did not finish the catch, which was thick, greasy, fried bologna. The Rebs did everything a team can do to win an SEC match on the road, but Vandy came out on top. Hopefully Ole Miss can return the favor this week at the vault at 6.30 Saturday homecoming. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Yancey? It's a must win. This, this is a must win. But let me, let, let's go back to basketball. We've got about 45 seconds. I am fired up about this team now. I mean, I, I think Kermit has retooled that uh, that roster to give us a, an SEC look. Oh, no question. The length, uh, along with the athleticism, it's going to be something we haven't seen the past decade. And uh, you know, I've always believed you got good guards, you got a chance, and we've got them. So, all right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're very pleased right now to have Mr. Charles Clark, defensive back coach at Ole Miss, working primarily with corners. Charles, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Man, can't complain. Uh, uh, might as well get right into it. It's been, mm-hmm. been a couple of three tough weeks on the DBs this uh, what you got? What you got up your sleeve to turn this thing around? Uh, you know, we got some young guys, and, and the one thing that you, you get when you have young guys out there um, is experience, and, and that's one thing we can't really touch all the time in practice, so get out of the game experience every day, and um, 
and having those opportunities out there in the game live uh, kind of shows them kind of where they're at, um, but it's on where they need to be. And, uh, you know, with some of the older guys, you know, still encouraging those guys and, and bringing them along. So, biggest thing is, you know, after my mistakes from last week and uh, understanding that people uh, will, you know, try to use those against us and correct them, which we started yesterday um, in our practice and, uh, you know, continue to work on those things uh, throughout this week. Charles, uh, against Alabama, I don't know that uh, – <laughs> golly, they had as good a wide receivers I believe I've ever seen in college football collectively on one team. Uh, so uh, that's not the game that, that, you know, frustrated me too much. It was more Southeastern and Cal that kind of frustrated me. But I, I get this feeling that uh, – I don't think – is Jalen 100%, Charles? He just doesn't quite look like he did last year. I think some of it is, um, you know, uh, coming off the knee injury, uh, just being able to trust it 100%. Um, you know, uh, I think going into this week, uh, he feels a lot better about, you know, his knee and everything. But Good. Um, rehab went well. You know, he's cleared by his doctors, our doctors, so um, he is 100% in, in that standpoint. Um, and I look forward to watching him um, this weekend. Uh, he, he's been picking up, you know, getting more and more snaps. I think it's more so a comfort level with it, with his ability uh, to go out and make plays, not necessarily anything wrong with his knee. Right. Kedron Smith started out really strong first couple of games, and then mm-hmm. he kind of got that shoulder stinger, and is that affecting him a little bit? <clears throat> yeah, because he gets it throughout the games a couple of times, and, and, you know, that's affecting him. But um, that's something that he's continuing to work through and, and strengthen through our um, rehab program here with, with – uh, Pat, our, our trainer, um, you know, and each week he's getting stronger, but that does happen throughout the games, and um, you know, I have to take him out in those standpoints. Now, Matt and Mike today said uh, there's some little technique things that we can clean up, and and uh-huh. you know, of course, of course, we're in modern football, and people are going to complete passes. We complete passes. But at the same time, uh, you got to knock down those explosive plays, and when you when they do catch it, you got to get them on the ground. And we didn't do a very good job of getting them on the ground the other day at times. Yeah, uh, you know, missed a couple of field tackles, but I think the other thing that Coach was uh, speaking on is when we have opportunities to make plays, we have to make. Uh, you know, will people catch you know some passes every now and then? Of course, uh, that's just. Um, what, the way football is when people are throwing it, you know, 30 or 40 times a game. But, you know, when we have an opportunity to make a play, we have to make those plays. And um, that's something that we'll continue to work on and get better at uh, starting this week. All right, so we're seeing more of uh, DeAndre Prince. T- tell me what you like about him. I just like his, um, you know, his, his quickness, his ability um, to play ball in there, uh, ball skills. And uh, he can really run. You know, that's, that's the only thing you have to be able to do as a DB. He can really run. Uh, and he's going, again, like I said, he's gaining knowledge each week. You know, uh, the first game, he might have played two snaps. Uh, you know, he's up to 20 to 30 now. So, um, he's just getting knowledge. And, and, and my thing is, I don't want to just throw a guy out there and, and have him swimming. You know, I want him to gain knowledge. Because the more knowledge he gets, the more confident he will be. Uh, and, of course, with confidence comes being able to play fast on the football field. So, so explain to us. Go a little more in depth about what you mean by gaining knowledge for the for the novice football fan out there. Um, so I'll take you back to the Cal game. So, um, 
he had a technique to where he has to see uh, the, the second receiver. Um, you know, in practice, he, he busted that a couple of times in fall camp. And um, we went to the Cal game, and he saw the second receiver. second receiver went vertical. So he jumped the second receiver and was able to, able to get the interception. So that knowledge, you know, of, of knowing how to play that technique the correct way uh, gives him confidence to go play fast and, and be able to do that. But it takes practice, and it takes, uh, of course, you know, game experience as well. Where are Hawkins and Richardson? I, I, I kind of anticipated seeing more of Hawkins this year. Uh, is he kind of swimming a little bit, or is he uh, ready to? He's at the at the nickelback position. Uh, he's doing well on special teams right now, um, and and just trying to rotate him in at the nickelback position um, with Miles. He's been in you know a few snaps throughout the season, um, but again, he's a guy who hadn't played either. You know, he's a, a redshirt freshman, so he's basically like a freshman. Um, out there in the defense, and uh, just continue to to grow him as well. But he's he's behind Miles right now in that position. Okay, but he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. What about Jamar? Uh, Jamar probably going to register Jamar this year and and go for you there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And I know you primarily work with the corners, but. I know you have to work hand in hand with the safeties. Uh, I'm kind of impressed with the, the two freshmen, Stanley and Finley. What's your, what's your, you, being an old safety yourself? What's your take on those guys? Well, you know those guys in the same board as Prince. You know those guys continue to gain um, knowledge and confidence as well. And, and as you saw, they played uh, a good number of snaps in this last game, and look forward to those guys continuing to grow as well. They look athletic to me. I mean, um, are they are they as athletic oh, as I think they are? Yeah, yeah, they're very athletic, and they're going to be very good football players um, here soon. So, looking forward to to watching all of them guys continue to grow. And as we go get back on track this week, I imagine they're going to get more reps now that Haynes has got a little ham ham problem. Is it a hamstring? Uh, I'm not. Think- I'm not exactly sure. To be honest with you on that. But uh, uh, until you get back, uh, until you really get in the defense, I mean, so be back to that and uh, get game planning for this week. I got you. Uh, and Jalen is a converted cornerback over now at free safety. I'm, I'm assuming he's doing a pretty good job. I, at least I think he's doing fine covering slot receivers mostly. Yep, he is. He's doing good. All right, so talk to talk to me a little bit about the Vandy passing attack. Uh, what, you, what we can anticipate out of those guys? I, I got to run until I get it back to me. Oh, okay, thanks, Coach. Thanks for thanks for uh, coming on. We'll see you later. All right. Well, well. Uh, so Mike McIntyre. They said, know it's a big game too. Yeah, no question. <laughs> it's a huge game. It's do or die. <laughs> Now I heard uh uh Mike McIntyre in his press conference today. He he's he's pretty he's pretty uh impressed with the the balance of Vandy's offense uh, that they can Yeah. uh Keyshawn obviously Petty quarterback good you know big time playmaker at at running back and at receivers so Yeah. it's going to give them balance there and it's it's taking them a little while to start clicking uh offensively kind of like Ole Miss but uh you know, they are right now. They've put up over 30 points last two games, including one against LSU at home there and could have got more points. So they're starting to, they're starting to turn it around. Um, 
And again, that secondary is going to have to play well. I was just looking over the roster. There's in the last two classes, the freshmen and sophomores are red shirt. The 18 and 19 classes, there's not one four or five star guy in the secondary that Ole Miss has signed. And so it's, you know, it's no coincidence that that's probably where they're struggling the most. That's the only position on the field where there's not a four or five star guy. So do have one this year, only have one, but they're, they're going to have to pick it up in the secondary. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to David Johnson now, also with the Old Miss Spirit. And uh got a few minutes before the break, and I wanted to get his take on the Alabama game. David, how you doing, buddy? What's up, big guy? Doing good. Doing good, guys. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Look, we, we realize that Alabama uh, torched us pretty good, but at the same time, there, there were some positives out of that game. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you should take a, 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 a kind of 10,000-foot view of what you saw play out in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Uh, I mean, every touchdown scored, every point accounted for in that game, Sam's Luke Logan's field goal had, had true freshman fingerprints on it. Um, and that's an amazing thing when you, when you sit back and think about 31 points and Alabama, who's by the way, ranked number one in the nation as of today. Um, you know, and then you look at other places on the field, Chuck and Yancey. I mean, you look at Nick Broker, who is, uh, you know, becoming a, a more and more routine site over there, left tackle. And then, you know, it's a shame Patrick Lucas has gone down with an Achilles, but you've got mm-hmm. he and Ladarius Cox that, you know, had, had become a, a really uh, impactful part of that rotation on the defensive line. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about DeAndre Prince and a uh, cornerback who, uh, you know, looks like he's certainly got a bright future. And then Jerry on Ely and Snoop Connor and John Rice Plumley and Jonathan Mingo. You know, we could go on and on. Jaden Jackson uh, caught a touchdown pass on long AJ so, Finley. Yeah, AJ Finley, another one. I mean, so the, the bottom line is Ole Miss hit on that 2019 recruiting class. I don't think anybody can argue that. There are a lot more of those guys who haven't had an opportunity to get on the field yet, and their day's coming too. And, uh, you know, to me, I I mean, the foundation moving ahead for this football program, there's going to be some growing pains while we're all impatiently waiting on some of these kids to grow up. It's very, very solid. I think we've – I don't want to call it a quarterback controversy because I don't think there's any controversy about it. But I, I believe that, that uh, you got two guys for sure and maybe three that deserve to play some. Yeah, no doubt, Chuck. And, and, and you know, I, I don't know. You know, nobody likes to use the word controversy. Um, but the paradigm is definitely shifting. I, I mean, you didn't go into this year expecting Ole Miss to play two quarterbacks in every single game. I think that's where you're at at this point. I think at the very least you're going to see, see Ole Miss go to the two-quarterback system the rest of the way because John Rice Plumley's going to get his shots uh, regardless uh, You know when Matt Corral comes back. I think we all can agree on that, and Matt Lucas said as much that you know, Plumley's going to play. And, uh, you know, I look at that as, as a, on the plus side of things, not as a negative. I know there are some people who say if you don't have – one quarterback, you don't have a quarterback, but, uh, man, you can go back in Rebel history and look at that, that year Matt Shows and Tommy Luke shared the quarterback system and how effective that was. Uh, Rebels went to the Gator Bowl that year, if my memory serves me correct. And, uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but, uh, you, you know, success comes in, 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 in weird forms sometimes. Well, and, and uh, what I, what I was, 
what I liked was today Rich Rodriguez said he didn't mind playing two. He said he's always played two. At, uh, you well, know, he practice them that way. That's, yeah. that's interesting, too. Yeah, he says he gives them all number one reps, and they all get the same amount yeah. of reps, and they're all into the game plan and know the game plan. And he said he treats it like any other position, just interchangeable and, and go on and play. Yeah, and, and that's that's an excellent point. And they don't just do that with the quarterbacks. You you look at what's going on with that offensive line, which I really thought put forth their best performance of the season on Saturday. They ran for 270-plus yards against Alabama. Uh, Plumlee sacked one time, and that came from an outside blitz. Uh, you know, they, they're... They're playing, they played seven guys and rotated tackles, rotated on the interior on Saturday to keep guys fresh. And, uh, you know, they do reps in practice like that too. I thought that was a, a, a very, uh, salient point Rodriguez made today at the press conference about, you know, getting these guys reps and getting them ready and uh, all over the field. Really. David, we're seeing improvements everywhere, but maybe the secondary. Do you think that Finley and Stanley, um, uh, who, uh, Prince can maybe pick it up there in the secondary now that they've taken a few lumps, or, or yeah. what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, I think being as young as they are, as inexperienced as they are, I don't think it's uh, beyond reason to to want to see them improve every single week uh, because they they can. I mean, you know, their their starting point is coming in that they're they're as green as a pickle right now, and every passing week they're going to get a little bit more experience. They're going to see things a little bit better and feel things a little bit better. So I think you will. And I look, that room for improvement is huge right now. I mean, it's the size of the Superdome <laughs> back there in the secondary, but I think you will see strides made. Every single week. I don't know if it's going to always be noticeable in terms of uh, what the box score says and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's nowhere but up for these younger guys to go back there in the secondary. And that's going to get better. Mike McIntyre knows what he's doing. He's teaching them the right things. And, um, you know, it's just a flashpoint all of a sudden for kids. You know, when, when it becomes muscle memory and you're not thinking about everything, every single snap out there. So I do, Yancey. I think they're going to get better. Well, and I think we have to be careful not to judge them on the Alabama game. I mean, you're oh, yeah, talking they've about got special, three first rounders there. There's, you're there's talking about a special group, kind of like Ole Miss has had uh, in the last few years. But yeah, it, but it, 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 we're talking about a uh, probably a Heisman Trophy quarterback. I mean, right. two is uh, you know, he's I mean, dropping doms out golly, there. He's, the he's unbelievable. Is, so is, I, I'm, I'm not now. But what did upset me was the Cal game and the Southeastern Louisiana game. You could kind of see that coming. That's right. Uh, and and those those we have to do better in those kind of games. And we got to do better against Vanderbilt. But I, I'm not going to judge him on Alabama. Chuck, can they that. can they turn this punt coverage around quickly? I mean, you would think if there's one area they could do something, that would be it. I think it's more about the punter than it is the coverage. I really do. And I think Max got to – he's got to quit kicking those line drives straight to the dadgum middle of the right. field. He's got to do it. He's just got to do it. He's a veteran now, and he can do it. I know he can. I've seen him do it. If not, we've seen in practice there's several guys back there that can really punt the ball. Yeah. David, we appreciate your time, buddy. Um and uh, we'll we'll see you tomorrow at practice. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank Thanks for having me on. Thank, Thank you, you, buddy. Take care. All right. That's David Johnson. And Charles Clark had to leave kind of abruptly, but that's all right. We got what we needed from him. And we'll be back 
with the final segment of this week's Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Go Hotline after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors. Hang tight. is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, 6.30, Saturday, homecoming, Ole Miss versus Vanderbilt. Uh, going to be cooler. No excuses not to be there. Need a big crowd. This is a you be a lot of recruits in town too, Chuck. Yeah, this, really need a good crowd. This will be a pivotal game for this season. I mean, it's a chance to get back to five hundred, three and three. Uh, you know, and we all talked about before the season a quest to get to a minor bowl. And I, I mean, we're being honest. I mean, we're not. Back in to go to Birmingham. Well, we weren't. We weren't <laughs> trying to win. Tw- I mean, we were trying to win sure. twelve games, but realistically, realistically, so this get is, momentum. This is a key. This is key uh, game. So be there. Ole Miss quarterback club meet Thursday, six thirty, seven thirty at Library Sports Bar. Doors open at five thirty. Free pizza, drawing for several door prizes. Speakers will be wide receiver coach Jacob Peeler and outside linebacker coach Tyrone Nix. Non-members can join on the website at omqbclub.com or join at the door. Let's go to the control room now for Mr. Jack Schultz around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Only 10 of 14 SEC teams were in action over the weekend, and very few of the games were particularly close. Alabama ran away from Ole Miss in the second quarter, and the game was never really in doubt, though Ole Miss was the first to lead the Crimson Tide at any point this season. Auburn drubbed Mississippi State 56-23, and South Carolina won at home 24-7 over Kentucky, who has now fallen to 0-3 in SEC play. Texas A&M snuck out of Jerry's world with a 31-27 win over Arkansas, but looked mortal against the mediocre Razorback. SEC Players of the Week included Alabama's wide receiver Devontae Smith, who finished the day with 11 catches for 274 yards and five touchdowns against Ole Miss. The Defensive Player of the Week was DJ Wanham at defensive end for South Carolina. He finished the day with five tackles, including three sacks and a forced fumble against Kentucky. Auburn's Bo Nix was named the freshman of the week, passing for 335 yards and two touchdowns while rushing for 56 yards and another score on the ground. Looking ahead, the game of the week in the SEC this Saturday will be between number 7 Auburn and number 10 Florida in Gainesville. That game, of course, will air on CBS at 2.30. Tennessee will host number 3 Georgia at 6 p.m. in Knoxville. The Bulldogs are already a 25-point favorite. 
That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thank you, Jack. Good job. Yes, it looks like the SEC right now is trending a little bit, and, and I hate to put it in such harsh terms, but trending toward the haves and the have-nots. That's the words I was going to say. Uh, I mean, you got LSU, no parody. Bama, Auburn, Georgia, and then Florida's climbing right now. Yeah, they're climbing. Uh, they're not up there with those four, um, especially but three of them. But they're level, top but. ten, though, in the nation. Well, they're, they're ranked that. They're yeah, not that's what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, and then you got the rest of us. The rest of you. You know? Yeah. I mean, that anybody can beat anybody, including, I thought Texas A&M was going to be a little better than they are, and they're not. Yeah. thought Mississippi State was going to be a little better than they are. Ab- all, um, Auburn just they blasted lost, them. They lost too much defensively, and they made a dumb mistake by not starting that uh, freshman, freshman quarterback. Start. Went back with Stevens, and that was just a bad move. Yeah. Well, he's good. The freshman is good. Yeah. He's good. He's real good. Uh, but I don't. I still don't think that they're very good defensively. Oh, no. Yeah, Ole Miss so, has a, a good shot at any of the games they play. You know, outside of LSU, and it's at home. You've seen crazier things happen, but their strength is passing. Auburn, I just said you it. Think we got a shot at Auburn? Outside of Auburn, you, you said outside of LSU. You Excuse me, I'm I mean outside of Auburn. The LSU game is going to be the toughest game, but all the other games are, are definitely winnable. Um, you know, it's just got to play. Got to play. Missouri's obviously going to be tough because of their quarterback yeah. there. Um, Kelly but, Bryant's good, but they can do it. You know, I mean, it's it's doable. Haves and have-nots. <laughs> and and look, you think there's not a direct correlation in money? Almost all five of those have 150 million dollar athletic budgets. Uh, so does Texas A&M, but they're not quite doing what uh, these guys are doing. Well, Chuck, and also, and I'll leave it at this, if Mississippi State just could have just not opened their daggone mouth, these two Mississippi schools were right there, <laughs> number one and two in the polls at the times, and, and now now we've seen what's happening. Yeah. Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, side-by-side, or lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. Good. Well, maybe I'm in the minority and I'm not one to find much good in losses, but there were some bright spots in the loss to Alabama and Tuscaloosa Saturday to the now number one tied. One, the Rebs did hang 31 points on them, way more than anyone else has so far this year. The offense did some good things with freshman quarterback John Rice Plumley at the helm. He ran the offense and the ball effectively, and some other freshmen showed up as well. Mingo, Jackson, Tisdale, Ely, Snoop Connor, Dennis Jackson, Nick Broker, all of them took looked the part and played the part of SEC players against the best without any intimidation factor at all. On defense, the Tide did not run roughshod over the Rebels in the run game. That's good. The bad, well, the secondary continues to get torched. Granted, two and those receivers are probably the best in the country, but still, our DBs on some plays couldn't have shot the receivers with a pistol. There was so much separation. They have to do better on the back end of the defense from this point on, or they will continue to be exploited. The ugly, there were some special team moments that were downright ugly. A block punt for a tied TD, some tied returns that gave up field position too easily, some poor punts. It was an overall ugly day for special teams, despite getting a turnover that led to a TD on a muff punt. The special team score 
was still failing overall. <laughs> Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. We'll be back next Monday night, hopefully talking about a Rebel victory over Vanderbilt in homecoming. Better Good night, be. everybody. Howdy toddy. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.